it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hurting our attention to football. We spent a lot of the day yesterday on all things football, specifically of the college variety. And that's because, well, we're, we're pretty much wrapping up everybody's media days. ACC, SEC were last week. Big Ten, Big 12, Pac-12, and the Mid-American Conference this week. And, of course, just mentioned the Big Ten. They were in Chicago the last couple of days. And uh, thanks again to Paul Keels and the commish uh, over there at SB Nation, Bill Connolly, for joining us yesterday. Today we're going to get the Michigan side of things. This man was also in Chicago amongst the festivities of Big Ten Media Day. One of the writers for mazedbrew.com, Trevor Woods, on the program with us. Good afternoon, Trevor. How was Chicago? Hey, Chicago was sunny, bright, and a lot of info to digest, whether it's Michigan football or everyone else in the Big Ten. So, ready to roll. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and let's start with uh, some of the things that uh, Jim Harbaugh uh, said as, as, you know, part of media days, the coaches and whatnot uh, will we'll end up uh, uh, saying things. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm not a Michigan hater or anything like that, but I'm still cracking up over this non-answer to what is still kind of a legit question and a question that has a lot of meaning for what Michigan is going to try to do. I'm going to play the whole thing real quick for you, uh, Trevor, including the uh, the reporter who asked it and get your thoughts on it. Michigan hasn't beaten Ohio State in six seasons. How much do you hear about that and how much pressure do you feel to change that this year? Yeah, we feel like uh, just improvement. We need to improve and that will lead to success and lead to championships. That's simple. 
Is it really that simple? And I know a lot of that's a non-answer, uh, kind of like the, the probably the questions about who's going to be starting quarterback. I'm anticipating we'll find that out about 20 minutes before kickoff on opening day in September. But uh, you know, what do you make what do you make of that kind of answer, Trevor? Because we've talked about this not just to you, but to other Michigan guys we've had on the air uh, in these last couple years between Ohio State and Michigan State and Penn State. You got to start beating these guys. Or this team is never going to get to the places that it probably should, considering it's still recruiting well. What do you make of that answer from Harbaugh? Well, I want to start off by saying that how many times has Jim Harbaugh answered that question? He, he certainly answered it, it plenty. Even that same day, uh, besides that clip we just played, uh, he said about beating his rivals or the lack thereof to this point that he hasn't. It motivates him and the Michigan team quite a bit. So, uh, yeah, when, when you don't answer a question uh, the way somebody specifically wants it to be answered, then there's a bit of a, an, an annoyance. But, um, yeah, I think it is that simple. Last year there were a, a bevy of problems, and uh, things look a lot better going to, into the season this year as far as the roster, the quarterback at the helm, Shea Patterson, the coaching staff, the strength and conditioning staff. You still got to go out there. You got to go out there and win. But um, yeah, I, I just don't know what Harbaugh could say to answer that question to uh, appease anybody. If he answers it in length and says, "Oh yeah, you know, we we really sucked," well, then that that is, is a weakness. So Harbaugh's a philosophical guy. He's an in the trenches type military mindset guy, and. Truly, he's not thinking about those those uh, previous losses as much. He's just trying to think, what can we do so that doesn't happen again? So in the back of his head, even when he's answering that question, he, he's thinking about getting back to the office and drawing up some X's and O's. So, yeah, his, his mind's going forward. And, and, that's, and that's a fair response. I, I can accept that to a degree. At the same time, though, we, and we and you guys have probably had, had have spilled ink over this one as well. I know we've spent countless uh, time here on this show in the last couple years. The still fact of the matter is, is this is the tough division without question in this Big Ten. And if you're going to win it and get to the places Michigan has to get to, particularly because this is Harbaugh's fourth year, um, if he is unsuccessful, if Michigan is unsuccessful in beating specifically those three, and, and I keep branching it out to those three, of course it would be, from a Michigan standpoint, it would be outstanding to finally, you know, get back at the Buckeyes. I get that. But you got to, I keep thinking, you got to somehow beat two out of those three to have any chance at the Big Ten East and getting to places that this program is trying to get to. In other words, if he goes 0-3 against those three, Trevor, and finishes with eight regular season wins, is he legitimately on the hot seat? I don't think so, and that's that's one thing to keep in mind, whether somebody's a Michigan hater or a Michigan fan. Let's face it, Michigan, the past 50 years plus, they haven't won a ton of national championships. Uh, they haven't won a ton of Big Ten titles from the Bo Schembechler days to Lloyd Carr and, and so on and so forth. The expectations are always going to set the coach up for failure, whether it's Brady Hoke, Jim Harbaugh, or anyone else. Uh, with that said, uh, Harbaugh is still the best guy for the job going into this season. Uh, it's hard to win there, and 
culture doesn't change overnight. Um, this is his fourth season, you're correct. But the first couple years plus, they were Brady Hoke guys on his team. This year, it's over 90% of players on the roster who's, who, whom Harbaugh have, has recruited. So that is a difference. This is the first legitimately Harbaugh team from player one to player 90. So that's a big deal. I do think it's realistic, more realistic, Michigan winning two out of the three against their rivals, then going 0-3. I do expect them to beat Michigan State. I, I think they can beat Ohio State. Uh, can they go 0-3? Sure. This, Like you said, this is a tough division. But I, I truly believe this is the most legitimate chance under Harbaugh's tenure at Michigan that they can go 3-0 and and beat Notre Dame, too. That's another rival. That This could be a good year. Yeah, and this could be your easy. He could shut up his rivals. No, no, no doubt. If he's able to pull that off, Trevor, we're talking with Trevor Woods of MasonBrew.com, Michigan side over there on SB Nation. If he's able to pull that off, that would be outstanding, and it would put them in position to possibly win this incredibly tough division. And if you want, like you just did, throw in Notre Dame where they start the season off with, for what it's worth, out of those four opponents, the only one they get at the big house is Penn State. Sparty, Buckeyes, and the Irish are all on the road. So as legitimate as it is, and you, and you make a good point, they've been up there in the recruiting classes. This is truly going to be the first full roster that's essentially nothing but Harbaugh recruits. So it, it's getting closer. I guess what I'm feeling is is to put up or shut up kind of time. I do tend to agree with you. As much as we bring that up, I don't think even if he drops all three, he's necessarily on the hot seat for a whole bunch of reasons um, that, that we could certainly get into. But And you kind of laid out the likelihood that you think they'll take two out of those three. But zooming out real quick, it is going to be a tough road to hoe. Two of those three, as mentioned, are on the road. They're still solid, solid football teams in what is, again, the the best division of the two in the Big Ten. And where do you think this Big Ten East ranks in terms of the other divisions in, in the uh, in the various power conferences? It, in other words, what I'm saying is something like this, Trevor, is is the Big Ten East almost or as good as, say, the SEC West? Oh, I do. And, and that's the thing. Any given year now in college football, the competition is truly getting getting so much better, I think, that the product is just continuing to rise. And with that comes the unpredictability, you're in, you're out. And, yeah, I do think the Big Ten East is as good as any division in college football. And the Big Ten as a whole, it's, it's getting definitely much stronger. Uh, even, you know, you see Northwestern and Wisconsin on the other side of the Big Ten. But, yeah, I think they can compete with the Big Ten, or the SEC, rather, and other conferences. So we'll see in bowl season if that is the case. But as far as wins and losses on that, the, the top side of the Big East, yeah, definitely as good as the SEC, in my opinion, as a whole. We're talking with Trevor Woods of MasonBrew.com. He was in Chicago the last couple of days for the uh, Big Ten Media Day festivities. Joining us here on the Extravaganza, Jim Cushlin uh, in for Bob France here on this Wednesday. Bob will be back in the uh, big chair coming up tomorrow. Uh, the, the other main point that, that I, that when it comes to talking Michigan right now, is Who's going to be the quarterback? And you heard me joke, but there's some partial legitimacy to that joke. It's not fully a joke that we may not find out until 10 minutes before kickoff on September the 1st. 
uh, in Notre Dame Stadium in South Bend. Um, we, we know the situations. We know Shea Patterson is eligible, and he's been working, you know, doing his thing as they're getting ready for camp. Who has the inside track right now, Trevor, to be the quarterback? And who do you, and conversely, who do you think should be the quarterback? Well, yeah, it's funny. Harbaugh, he doesn't have to release the depth chart, so he's not going to. And he doesn't announce starters at Big Ten Media Day. Why, why should he if he doesn't have to? That, that does more often than not give an opponent an advantage of uh, some kind. Uh, however, when it comes to the quarterback position, uh, there will be a competition that's going to unfold to a certain degree in August. I do think Dylan McCaffrey, he is the uh, brother of running back Carolina Panther Christian McCaffrey, and uh, he's a six foot five kid. He's mobile. Uh, he's definitely a competitor. Harbaugh called him one of the most improved out of the quarterbacks in this, uh, this spring. So I, I think he could give transfer from Ole Miss Shea Patterson a bit of competition. Uh, Joe Milton, a freshman, uh, Harbaugh likes what he's seen from him. Uh, and there, so I, I put those three. But, yeah, it, it, Shea Patterson's got the edge. I, I spoke to Brady Quinn at Big Ten Media Day, and he said Patterson is one of the best pure passers in college football. Along with his pure passing abilities, Patterson is a scrambler. He can really change the schematics of this offense to where defensive end for Michigan Chase Winovich said that Harbaugh is going to uh, adapt the offense a bit to fit the skill set of whoever the quarterback is that will become the starter. So I, I think you're going to see a little more spread, a little more read option, a little more pistol. Basically what we saw the San Francisco 49ers evolve to when Harbaugh put Colin Kaepernick in there. So, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a much better quarterback room in 2018. That's what Harbaugh said, and he thinks the starting quarterback will be much better than what we saw take the field in 2017. I have no doubt about that last part, Trevor. Whoever it is, Patterson or whoever, uh, I have no doubt that th this team will get better quarterback play this year, uh, almost by default, because there were times where it was just, let's face it, awful at times, uh, particularly with, with O'Cornyn there last season. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Quarterback play will be noticeably improved for this season. Uh, what about the complimentary run game? How is that going to uh, – uh, what personnel are we talking there? Who's got the inside track to get the most carries? And in terms of the overall play call, do you think it will be more even? Harbaugh, based on his history, what he likes to do with quarterbacks, is he going to pass more? How do you think the run game is going to balance in all of this? Oh, yeah, it's going to be – I don't want to say necessarily run heavy, but yeah, uh, during Harbaugh's time, even when there was a good quarterback at the 49ers, they, they focus more on the run – they uh, run. They ran more about uh, than about anyone, and I, I think you're going to see at least a 50-50 split. The running backs for Michigan look to be pretty good. Uh, definitely could be as good as any duo in the Big Ten with Karan Higdon carrying the heaviest of loads, and then Chris Evans being a great one one B, I suppose, behind them. Higdon rushed for 994 yards last season. And Higdon said at Big Ten Media Day he's going to get over a thousand, and we'll be smiling and celebrating at the end of the year. He said uh, to the media and his teammates. And uh, Higdon said that uh, the goal is national championship. He looks forward to a victory over Notre Dame. So he gained 15 pounds. Looks very, very strong at uh, 205 pounds. So uh, he expects big things from himself. The running game 
and the offense as a whole. But, yeah, it all boils down to the offensive line, as you know. If the offensive line doesn't protect the quarterback, doesn't open holes for a running back, how good can a run game become? So uh, Ed Warner was brought in, former offensive coordinator for Ohio State. And uh, hopefully, for Michigan's sake, the offensive line improves, which will improve everything else. On the defensive side of the ball, I, I, I know there's been changes there, of course, as is always the case, of course, on a college team. But the, the, there are some changes over there on the defensive side. Um, I, I, I think they need to improve, but I see the pathways to improvement overall on the defense. Lay out where, we're, where we kind of stand on that. Well, I think this could be one of the best defenses in the country. Uh, from the defensive line, every layer of the defense has – Quite a few quality guys from Chase Winovich, Rashawn Gary. You have Khalid Hudson, who's a Viper. You have David Long, Lavert Hill. And then the, the safeties, I, I believe, will be improved as well. You got Tyree Cannell back there, and uh, he was a Big Ten media day, and uh, Harbaugh and company definitely believe in him. So, yeah, is, is any defense vulnerable? Surely, even when you're a top five, top ten defense, you can lose a football game. Don Brown, the defensive coordinator scheme, definitely is all about being aggressive. A lot of times they're sending a lot of men at the quarterback, and when that happens, that almost everybody's in man coverage to some degree, so everybody's left out on an island and have to protect it, so to speak. So, uh, yeah, and the major thing for me as far as the defense, this season we saw when Michigan faced scrambling quarterbacks, sometimes the spy on the quarterback struggled, or when there was not a spy, they would be on man, in man coverage and wouldn't turn their heads around and the quarterback would gain way too many yards. So if they bottle up, you know, over-pursuing, uh, limiting the damage a quarterback can do with his legs, I think this could be the best defense in the country or certainly one of the best. We're talking with Trevor Woods, MaysonBrew.com on all things Michigan as where everybody's getting ready for a camp to start very shortly. And, of course, media days concluding for the Big Ten, at least, uh, in Chicago uh, yesterday. Pretty much everybody else of the uh, other Power Five uh, last week or this week in uh, the Mid-American Conference, the other uh, uh, teams in our backyard here in Toledo. Uh, that was yesterday um, as well. Last question before I let you go. It's kind of a more philosophical college football type question on a subject that until they actually do it. I love debating. I, 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 may, I may be accused of using it as a, as a sports talk host crutch, but uh, somebody asked Harbaugh about the playoff in college football, and this is what he had to say. Thoughts on the playoff system? I guess the first thing that comes to mind is more would be more. More would be better. Four in right now. Let's go to eight and eventually get to 16. Now, I used to be, Trevor, for full disclosure, I used to be a proponent of 16 uh, way back when, when I was really first starting to doodle all these things out while we were still, you know, waist deep in the BCS, uh, mostly on the grounds of, you know, you, you want to get everybody involved. Yes, even the crummy Sunbelt champ. But over time, i become a, a big fan of an eight-team system. I think it would be the best for, for all of college football. It depends on how you want to do it. I, I really want to make sure that the group of five, best of the rest, whatever you want to call the non-power conferences, have some kind of true, legit pathway. But I've become more proponent for eight because I don't want it watered down too, too much. Um, your thoughts on uh, one of the, until they actually do it, one of the best random college football topics that you can talk of any time uh, the playoff. Yeah, well, I think it would be a great idea to expand it. Harbaugh has a little bit of the art of the deal in him when he says 16 teams should be in 
you got to say 16 sometimes to get to 12, get to 8 that we want. So if we were at the negotiating table, I think we'd be saying the same. Uh, can't give up what you want. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think 8 would be just about perfect. Then you'd see teams like Central Florida who went undefeated. You'd have the, you know, Urban Meyer, you know, when he was with Utah went undefeated. Boise State, you'd see teams like that the past decade who could have done some major damage. And then the unpredictable teams, you know, could, could really surprise somebody. They just never get a shot because they play lesser teams. And then you have uh, just more. I think more, I agree with Harbaugh, more would be better in this case. There would be less uh, debate as far as, you know, the 15, 16, why didn't they get in? And then you see a, you know, 40 to nothing blowout or 34 nothing of. Clemson over Ohio State a couple years ago. So limit that to where then after the fact, when that blowout happens, then people are second-guessing what the committee did with these four teams, why weren't these few teams in. So I'm, I'm totally with you. I think they need to expand it, and it should be expanded in the near future. And it'll make things more fun, more, more money for them, too. And we know the NCAA loves generating some profit margins. And, and I've always thought, too, especially if you expand it to eight, if you do the first round properly, which is have it be home road in mid-December, I mean, just my goodness. I always link it, like it to the TV ratings would be through the roof for those games. Can you imagine the atmosphere of an Alabama having to come up to the big house or the horseshoe in the snow in mid-December and having to play a game with all the marbles on the line? It's something I would look so forward to. And I agree. I think with all the, 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 the conversations going on, whenever this subject comes up, uh, it will happen sooner rather than later. We went through it a little bit yesterday, found the current TV deal for the college football playoff and the networks is like through 2025 or something. I don't think we're going to get that far. I, I still kind of believe we will get to eight teams maybe within the next five years. These uh, these deals, have they have no problem tearing them up and rewriting them. Trevor Woods, find his work over at maizeandbrew.com, Michigan site over there on SB Nation. Thanks so much for the time today, Trevor. We'll certainly catch up with you down the line. Great talking. We'll see you next time. Trevor Woods, amazingbrew.com.